So have you ever had the experience that you interact with somebody who is a really nice person? They're a good, kind person. They do you a lot of favors. They always try to help. But somehow this person is always just a bit off the mark. Their kindness is just a little bit misplaced to the point where it's annoying. The, the, the kindness, the, the generosity, the help, the, the love, everything they show is well-meaning, but somehow not quite right. Whenever they want to help, they put their foot in it and they help at the wrong time, the wrong place, the wrong way. They're trying to be helpful, but it's, it's just annoying. They'll, when, when they visit you, they'll, they'll help you around the house, but their help is not help. They're trying to help out, but it's just getting in the way. When they, they offer advice, it's, it's with the best intentions, but their advice is always just like not asked for and not appropriate. The, the timing is just always a bit off. Like that wasn't the time to say that, or that wasn't the right thing to say at that moment. It's almost like they're, they're not quite in touch. And so they have a good heart, but their heart is not being shared in a good way because wrong time, wrong place, wrong words, just, just not there. This is not an uncommon thing. And it's a part of our personality, which all of us can sometimes fall into, where we mean well, but we get it wrong. And that's the attribute that we're going to be exploring tonight in our Kabbalistic map of personality. Last week, we met Chesed and Gevura, the two attributes of kindness, generosity, loving, giving, is Chesed, and Gevura, discipline, harshness, inwardness, and holding back. And we discussed the possibility of each person being one or the other in some way. Our tendencies push one way or the other. Either we're a more Chesed, outward giving type, or we're a more Gevura, discipline, inward type. We all have both. Some people are more extreme one way or the other, but we may find ourselves falling on one side of the fence. Now we're going to go into the next attribute. <coughs> Excuse me. And explore the third key to our personality called Tiferet. So we'll start with a quote from one of the great Kabbalists, Rabbi Moshe Cordovero. Um, in his book, Paradis Ramonim, The Orchard of Pomegranates. That's the name of his book. And it's one of the classic Kabbalistic works. He was a contemporary and slightly earlier than the Arizal, Rabbi Yitzhak Luria. So he was in the 1500s, originally from Spain, uh, and uh, known as the Ramak. So in his great work, he discusses Chesed and Gevura and then the third attribute of Tiferet. He says that God emanated two opposing forces, chesed and gvura. This is in, in the creative process of, of the world. He created chesed and gvura. Chesed, again, being kindness and love. Gvura meaning strictness, harshness. And he says that reward and punishment come from these two sources. All good, all bestowal, all blessing comes from chesed. All harshness, difficulty, challenge, punishment come from gvura. Chesed is God expressing his kindness. Gvura is him holding himself back. So all reward and punishment, all positive and negative in the world come from God's two attributes of chesed and gvura. But sometimes, says the Ramak, sometimes the world doesn't require too much reward nor too much punishment. Things don't have to be so good, but neither do they have to be so bad. Pure chesed is all great and good and fantastic and wonderful. Pure gvura is harshness and, and difficulty. Not always is the world deserving of such extreme chesed or gvura. So God emanated a middle line between the two extremes called tiferet. Implying that there's a, another attribute 
in the middle of Chesed and Gvura that sort of tempers the two. It's not all Chesed, it's not all Gvura, it's a bit of both. And it's uh, not pure Chesed that everything's great. It's not pure Gvura that everything's held back. It's a balance of the two. It's a mixture. That's what it seems from Rabosha Cordovero and many other Kabbalistic sources is what Tiferet is. The Tiferet is like a harmonizing between Chesed and Gvura. Chesed is just giving indiscriminately. Gvura is holding back and being totally judgmental. Tiferet is where you give, but not indiscriminately. You temper your giving with a bit of Gvura, with a bit of strictness and holding back. You don't give at all. You give, but not, but not all. And your Gvura is tempered with a bit of Chesed in, in Tiferet that you sometimes disciplined, but disciplined in a, in a, in a gentle way, in a, in a nicer way. So it almost seems that this third attribute called Tiferet is a mixture of Chesed and Gvura, is a combination of the two. It's got a bit of this and a bit of that. It's something in between the two. That's, that's where it seems to be. So going back to our chart of the seven keys, we've already met chesed and gvura, chesed being kindness, love, giving, gvura, discipline, or receiving. So then tiferet is the third one. Tiferet, we translate here as harmony, compassion, empathy. It's harmonizing between the two attributes of chesed and gvura. It's, it's finding a, a nice balance between the two. It, it's allowing the kindness of chesed to be shaped somewhat by gvura, the harshness of gvura to be softened by chesed, where, where the two work together, coexist uh, and, and, and meet. A, ni a nice balance. And that's why tiferet is, is known as harmony. Literally, tiferet means beauty. Uh, and what's beautiful? Beautiful is when you combine two energies together as one. Uh, that's, that's harmonizing. And so while last week when we met Chesed and Gvura, we met them as quite opposite forces. Indeed, we have both of them in us, but we would put them in two corners. There's your Chesed side and your Gvura side. If you're in a Chesed mode right now, if you're feeling your Chesed, so how do you feel? You feel generous, you feel open, you feel giving and loving. That's a, that's, a, that's a chesed mode. If you're in a gvura mode, you're more inward, tight, and not sharing whatsoever. Giving space for others, perhaps. Chesed doesn't do that. Gvura does. If you're in a gvura mode, you're willing to give space to others. If When you're, when you're in a chesed mode, you're taking up the space. Well, they're, they're opposites. And so the way we understood the two last week, chesed and gvura, that the two opposite types of people, the two opposite uh, features of our personality. Now we're learning that there's Tiferet, which harmonizes the two, takes these two opposing powers and actually allows them to partner. So you can take Chesed and Gvura and make a, a new entity, a harmonization of the two called Tiferet. How does that work? How, how can you actually take two opposing energies and team them together? We understand that you can have contradictory forces in you. Each one of us have contradictory uh, parts of our personality. But what that means is that at different times, they are apparent. One of them is dominant and the other one is dormant at any one time. Yes, you might. You, we all have chesed and gvura. Sometimes we feel outward and generous. Sometimes we feel inward and holding back. Sometimes we want to talk. Sometimes we want to listen. But not one at the same time. They're, they're very different moods, very, very di different modes. And so we can accept the idea that we have both. But the idea that we can do both at the same time, that chesed and gvura can actually intertwine team up and become one in a new form called Tiferet, how does that actually work? We, we, need, to, we need to analyze that. We need to get, get deeper into this. What, what is Tiferet? 
what does it mean and how do how does it play out in our personalities the the uh the, the image that you're looking at now is just the color if i would ask you is this a nice color do you like this color you might like it you might not like it but it's not such an impressive thing to look at a a screen in, in a singular color it's not all that exciting we wouldn't call this beautiful it may be a nice color but this is not called beauty beauty is when you have many colors many hues and they work together this is a beautiful scene you, you can't help but be taken by this scene and if you think about it this scene has similar colors to what we saw previously it's also got that sort of uh, purpley thing but it's got many other hues i mean if, if you actually would count how many colors you can see with your naked eye how many different colors can you identify in this picture a dozen maybe more there's 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 a huge amount of color here and that's what creates beauty beauty is the harmonization of different colors of difference the multifariousness where you have this color and that color a single color is not beautiful it, it may be nice but it's not beauty beauty is when you have many together and so tiferet literally means beauty it is taking chesed and gura two opposing forces harmonizing the two together to create a new beauty it's not just that tiferet is a bit of chesed and a bit of gura because that would not be a new entity that would just be a a mixture of two things tiferet is a, is a new identity is a new feature of our personality where it takes the powers of chesed and gura forms them into a harmonious whole that allows a new attribute to emerge something completely different and new not half chesed half gvura but a new entity called tiferet and that's its beauty the beauty of the many of the combination of many so let's let's discover let's find out how tiferet plays out in our personality and where it works but first we're going to look at one more kabbalistic source that places tiferet a little bit differently to what we saw before this is from the kutei torah from the alter rebbe the author of the tanya who says tiferet is the middle column that reaches upwards to the highest level of keter these are kabbalistic terms and we're not going to go into the full meaning of all of them but suffice it to say you get the feeling of what he's saying that tiferet is the middle column between chesed and gvura but because it's the middle, it reaches upwards to the very source, the highest level called Keter. In the map, the, the, the Kabbalistic map of the divine attributes used to create the world, we've spoken about Chesed and Gvura, Chesed, God's kindness, and Gvura, strictness and, and, and justice holding back. But there are 10 different attributes. Seven of them are emotional, which we're talking about in this series. But there's also the attributes of intellect, Chachma and Bina. And there's Keter, which is the divine will, the original inspiration, motivation to create. And in the Kutai Torah, it says, and other sources as well, that Tiferet is the middle column that actually connects to the highest level, the highest source. And so while Tiferet is seen as being below Chesed and Gvura, it's after Chesed and Gvura, its source is actually higher than chesed and gvura. In fact, it has to be. To be able to unite chesed and gvura into one, to be able to bring together two opposites, you need to be higher than those two opposites. To be able to, to bring harmony between two opposing forces, you can't be an equal to those forces or certainly not below them. You need to be higher than them. You know, you can imagine in a, in a workplace where there's a dispute between several employees about, about uh, the way to go about a certain project. And there's different opinions, uh, whether we should do it this way or that way, we should invest this or that, invest that. And they're, they're arguing. 
that argument can only go along as long as you have the employees meeting. But once the CEO walks in and says, this is the way we're going. I hear your opinion. I hear what you're saying. I hear all of your, of your suggestions. And the way we're going to do it is we're going to go this way. We're going to, we're going to include your suggestion partially. We're going to do a bit of what you said. And we're going to go this way. And this is, this is how we're going to make it happen. Once, once the CEO comes in, so then the argument is over. The boss has spoken. Everyone, everyone has, has, has said their thing. But the, the bottom line will be that the authority, the leader, will, will direct how things go. In a similar way, Chesed and Gevura can have two different opinions. To make peace between them, to harmonize between them, there needs to be a higher power, something even deeper than them. And so here the Alter Rebbe says in the Kutei Torah, Tiferet, which is the power to unite and fuse together Chesed and Gvura, it actually comes from a higher place than the both of them. It's deeper than both Chesed and Gvura, and therefore it can encompass them. It's not just a mixture of the two, it's a higher force that encompasses the both. This is all in Kabbalistic language. Let's go into human language and let's try and meet Tiferet, the attribute of Tiferet, and see if we can identify it and recognize it within ourselves. What, what is our Tiferet? So I have here some suggested explanations of Tiferet. And the way I've divided it, we're looking at a person now. We're just looking at a human being. We're going from the divine realm into the inner human realm. And we're going to discuss a person with strong Tiferet or a person with weak Tiferet. When it came to Chesed and Gvura, you're either this way or that, with a, with, with a bit of both. When it comes to Tiferet, we all have Tiferet. Some of us have it strong. Some of us have weak. And even within a person, sometimes we are strong in our Tiferet. Sometimes we are weak in our Tiferet. So let's first talk about a person with strong Tiferet. Tiferet means harmony, compassion, empathy. What does that mean? It means in, in the person's disposition, they're a compassionate person. They're willing to go, to go beyond. They're, they're, not, they're not just stuck in limitation. They're aware of rules, but they're not, they're not bound by them. They, they, they know how things are supposed to be, but they're willing to go beyond that. A Tiferet person will go beyond the rules to, to do what's appropriate, what's right, what's, what's needed at the time. That would be the, the, the disposition of a person who had strong Tiferet. In their relationships, a very strong Tiferet person is extremely considerate. They're, they're in tune with their surroundings, with the people around them. They're empathetic. They feel what others are feeling. They're, they have this antenna. A Tiferet person has an antenna that picks up the vibes around them. And so that they're very in tune with what's going on, with what other people are feeling, with, with the responses of other people, with the needs of other people. They're, they're very uh, aware of their surroundings. And so that, that leads them, that, that is the, the cause of the depth of their compassion is because they, they get other people, they get you, they get where you are, what, what you're feeling, how, how you're hearing what's, what's being said. The, the purpose of this function, of this faculty in us, the power of Tiferet, is to allow us to transcend ourselves, to enter somebody else's shoes, and to tailor our responses based on the need of, of the moment. It, it, tiferet allows us to be in communion, in connection with the world around us, that rather than just responding based on our own impulse, how we feel, how our nature is, Tiferet allows us to say, what do you need from me? What, what does the world around need from me? What, what, what do the people around me require? What's the appropriate way to act now? What's, what's a way that will be accepted and enjoyed and useful? Rather than acting how I want, according to my impulse, my nature, what do you need? Tiferet allows us to, to tune into that to be aware of that. And of course that could be 
corrupted as well. Like all attributes, Tiferet can be corrupted. A manipulative person would probably have really good Tiferet. They know how to manipulate you. They know the buttons to press. They know how to upset you. They know how to excite you. They know how to instill trust in you. They know how to make you feel good. They're very aware and in tune of who you are, and they can utilize that knowledge to manipulate you to make you feel how they want you to feel because, because they're, they're in tune. That would be the corruption of Tiferet. Um, a Tiferet person could be quite a chameleon. They change their color according to the need. In one set of friends, they behave a certain way. In another set of friends, they suddenly behave differently because they know in, in this circle to get by, I need, I need to behave in this way. In that circle, there's a, there's a different set of rules. So somebody who's got a strong Tiferet will be very aware of those rules, aware of the, the protocol, aware of the right way to behave and could fool people into thinking that they're this way when they need to be or that way when they would like to be that way. Um, so to ferret as a, as, a, as a talent could also be dangerous and, and can be corrupted like all of our talents, that it's, it's being empathetic, it's being compassionate, considerate, in tune, tactful, aware, and that can be used to be manipulative or to be two-faced, it, it, can, it can be misplaced. Or misplaced compassion is the same thing, that sometimes our compassion for somebody, our empathy for a person is not the right thing. Sometimes you need to just lay down the law and not be compassionate. And sometimes empathy, identifying too much with somebody, you, you lose any sense of, of objectivity. You're too involved, too connected. That can be misplaced. So someone with strong Tiferet is somebody who is very capable of going out of their own skin and into yours. They're very, they're very in tune, which is an amazing skill. And it also could be misused. It could be misplaced as well, like, like all. On the other hand, someone with weak Tiferet Somebody with their, their Tiferet is, is not functioning strongly. So where are they? They'll be much more stuck in their ways. Their behavior is much more one size fits all. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. This is how I behave all the time. And doesn't really matter who the crowd is. Doesn't matter who the audience is. Doesn't matter what circumstances or surroundings. They're going to be always the same which again has some pluses and minuses there. In relationships, they might be quite oblivious with no two ferrets in relationships. They just don't get it. Like, why aren't you happy with what I'm doing? I'm, I'm being so good, but they're doing it their way only. There's no two ferret. There's no sensitivity. There's no awareness of the needs of the other. So they may indeed be being kind, but not considerate, which we'll talk about more a bit later in more detail. So the, the weak Tiferet person might be very true to themselves, stick to their principles, which is a plus. Sometimes you do need to switch off your Tiferet to not be so molding yourself to your surroundings, to not be so responsive to what's going on outside of you. And you have to be you. That, that is the purpose. That's why we have the ability to switch off our Tiferet, to not be so in tune with around. Sometimes you just got to be yourself. That's a positive use of a weak Tiferet or a turned down, turned off Tiferet. Just be yourself. But the corruption of it is, it's just about you. If, if your Tiferet is switched off, if your Tiferet is weak, you just do what you want you just do it your way and you're not in tune with the need of the recipient 
So it's fascinating that we have the ability to switch up our Tiferet or switch down our Tiferet. Not that it's easy. Each one of us will probably have a certain level of Tiferet that is our inborn nature. It's just, just the way we are. Some people have it strong, some people have it weak naturally. But we all can ramp it up, open up our Tiferet. We also can sometimes hold back our Tiferet. And, and that's going to be sometimes necessary. The idea of Tiferet is to be aware of when. When do I have compassion? And when do I need to be not so compassionate? When do I bring in the chesed? When do I bring in the gvura? When does my chesed need to be tempered by the gvura? When does my gvura need to be softened by the chesed? You see, if you are a chesed person, or you are a gvura person, that's your natural state. And your natural response to things will be either chesed or gvura, whatever you are. But that's you. That's your response. What if the circumstance demands from you to the opposite of what your natural response is? That's where Tiferet kicks in. Tiferet says, I'm not going to respond the way my nature demands. I'm going to respond the way the circumstance demands. Do I need to be a gvura person now, even though I'm naturally chesed? Do I need to employ some chesed, even though I'm naturally gvura? Tiferet will give you the message of what you need to be doing and allow you to transcend your nature and do what is needed. Let's look at a, a simple example of that. Either you're a parent, you're a teacher, you're a babysitter, whatever it is, you're looking after some kids. The kids want to stay up late and play a game. They don't want to go to bed. They want to stay up late and play a game. Their bedtime is past, and instead of getting ready for bed, they want to play a game. If you're a chesed person, so your natural response to the kids wanting to stay up and play a game is, okay, let them do it. What's the worst can happen? They go to bed a bit late. What does it matter? The chesed person with a little bit of cajoling, a little bit of begging, lets them go past their bedtime and let them, let them have some fun. Why not? That's, that's the chesed nature. The gvura nature is, of course, the opposite. No way. Bedtime is bedtime. It's past their bedtime. They're just going to be tired tomorrow in a bad mood because they didn't go to bed on time. Letting them play now is not right. The right thing is to keep the rule, and the rule is it's bedtime. So you've got to go to bed. It's not time to play. That's a gvura person's natural response and reaction. And so if you're a chesed parent or a gvura parent, if you're a chesed uh, type or gvura type, this is how you'll respond most likely to this typical scenario. Chesed says, let them do it. Laissez-faire, lenient. Gvura is strict. No, bedtime is bedtime. What Tiferet does is it comes and says, maybe I'm chesed or I'm gvura. But what is appropriate at this moment? Maybe usually the answer should be no. You can't stay up. There's a bedtime. But what do the kids need right now? Is, is it maybe important for me to be bonding with these kids and play a game with them? Is that maybe more important than, than them going to bed exactly on time? What are the circumstances? What type of day did these kids have? Do they need a little bit of extra TLC? Do they, are they just looking for some connection? And so maybe I should override my gvura and say, no, I know it's bedtime, but there's an exception here. These kids need a bit of time. They need, they need a bit of play. Let them go to bed a little bit later. Only Tiferet will be able to take the gvura person out of their gvura and say, maybe they should. Maybe they should, they should be allowed. On the other hand, Tiferet will also say, well, should they all be allowed to stay up? Should they all have to go to bed? The chesed person says they should all stay up. 
the Gvur person says they should all go to bed. Tiferet comes and says, hang on a minute. Maybe the younger ones need to go to bed and the older ones can stay up a little bit. Maybe what's appropriate for one child is not appropriate for another. This kid needs their sleep. And this kid, when they, when they don't get their full 12 hour sleep, so then they're grumpy for the next three days. Whereas this kid can handle it and maybe needs it a, a little bit of a, a late night tonight, a little bit of, of, of extra attention. So there's not just one size fits all, it's bedtime or yeah, fine, stay up. Tiferet says, what's appropriate for this child and what's appropriate for that child? What's appropriate for this circumstance and what's appropriate for that circumstance? Not my nature, which is a yes man or a no man, but what are the circumstances? Go out of my nature and, and be aware of the, the context. That, that is my Tiferet power. And even if the answer is no, no, you've got to go to bed. How should it be communicated so they don't resent it? How can we send them to bed in a way that is not harsh, but is a way that they'll, they'll accept a little bit more, be a bit more understanding of the child who just wants to play. They don't understand that they're going to be tired tomorrow. And we make this mistake all the time, explaining in the inappropriate or not age appropriate reasons for our rules. No, if, if you stay up late, you're going to be in a bad mood tomorrow. They don't get it. They don't, they don't see the circumstances, the consequences, the, the, the result of things. They don't add one to, to two, when they're little, at least. Older kids can, you can explain it better. Younger kids, not necessarily. So just make it nice. Make it nice, not, not, not chasing them to bed, but in a way that they, that they won't be angry about it. And sometimes even saying, you know what? Yep, you can have, you can have three minutes of play. There might be enough. Then they got what they asked for. They, they weren't rejected. And three minutes. A guru person won't like three minutes late. But Tiferet will say, let them have three minutes of playing. And then they'll go to bed. So they've got what they asked for. And they're going to bed more or less on time. Only Tiferet could come up with that. Because that is melding the two. Bringing the chesed and the guru together. And so... We all have our knee-jerk response to, to, to every situation we're in based on our chesed or gvura matrix. But then there's our tiferet power to say, in this circumstance, not, not my response, what's the right response? And how can I go out of myself and into the world of the other? This, this is the power of tiferet. So let's look at another example of this that really illustrates it. The difference between being kind, which is a chesed attribute, and being considerate, which is a tiferet attribute. Kind and considerate sound similar, but they're very different. Kind is describing you and your behavior. You're being kind. You're doing an act of kindness. Considerate is describing how it's being received, how your behavior is impacting the other. And not all who are kind are necessarily considerate. I'll tell you a story that happened to us in our, in our family. We had some years ago, a wonderful cleaner um, who, who cleaned in our home. She was a, a lovely uh, older lady from, from Eastern Europe. And very pleasant, very grandmotherly, and she would clean the house. And it happened one holidays, we were going away for a week or so. And so we asked her if she could clean up after we left the house. So the house wouldn't be left a mess for a week. And also just before we get back to, to come and just, just straighten up for us. So while we're away, the, the house is nice and clean. As you can imagine, thank God with my family, getting everyone out of the house, we, we, we tend to leave a mess. And so it would be really helpful if she cleaned up after us and uh, we could come back to a, a clean house. So of course she had keys to our place to do this. We came back from our week holiday and indeed the house was spotless, was clean, was ready for us, clean sheets on the beds, 
the the dishes all cleaned and, and ready and the house was fantastically in order as we had asked but something we hadn't asked for was that one of the wardrobes had been painted a different color a new color we were a bit surprised and uh, so my wife called the clean and said what what, what happened here and so she said, do you like it? It was just as a, a surprise. I decided to get my friend who's a painter to come and paint your wardrobe a new color. We, we didn't particularly like the color, to be honest. Um, in fact, the, the wardrobe before was just like a natural wood, which we did like. And it was now painted a sort of a light brown type of thing, which, we didn't particularly like, but the color of the wardrobe, I mean, it's not the end of the world, but it felt like a bit of an invasion. Somebody's coming to your house to, to, to clean, which we appreciate, and then they redecorate, like they, 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 they paint your wardrobe a new, a new color. And she was so shocked that we weren't excited about it um, because she, out of the kindness of her heart, her heart wanted to just surprise us by repainting the, the cupboard a, a, new, a new color. This, to me, is an illustration of kindness. It was, it, was, it was a gift she was giving. I mean, she paid this guy to paint it out of her own pocket. That was, that was a gift, but it wasn't so considerate. There's a certain line that you, you don't cross, like a gift has to be something that people appreciate and Certain gifts are maybe a bit too much to do without the person's permission. Some surprises are nice. You surprise somebody with a bunch of flowers, a box of chocolates, wonderful. But to surprise somebody by redecorating their home without them knowing, they're probably not going to appreciate that necessarily. That might not be their taste. They weren't looking for that. It's like, you know, giving somebody as a gift, you know, a new pet. Like, do they want this pet? They, they want to look after this pet. You know, it's like, is that, is that the right gift to give? It's not being sensitive. It's not being attuned. It's not being considerate to the receiver, but it is being kind. And it was sad because we didn't really appreciate her kindness. And uh, that's the difference between being kind and being considerate. Kind is, I would like to give this to you. I think this is something that you would or should like. I think this is a good thing to bestow upon you. So therefore I, with my kindness, am giving it to you. What that lacks is consideration. Was I thinking, is this something that you want or is it something I want to give you? Is this coming from me? Am I just blurting myself out to you with my kindness? Am I smothering you with my kindness, giving you my definition of kindness? Or am I considering what you would like based on you, not based on me, based on your feedback, not based on my assumption. So to ferret is the power to be considerate is to say, it's not about what I determine. It's about what you actually would like. Some people got it and some people don't. Some people are strong in it, some people are quite weak in it. And so the, the person who's weak in it will just be quite, quite clueless as to what is appropriate at any one time. They will tell jokes at the wrong time in the wrong place. They'll, they'll, they'll tell a joke that doesn't think about the audience that you're telling this joke to. And so it's just not so funny or it might be quite offensive even in that circumstance. They're just sharing a joke, but like that was the wrong place, not, the, not, not there. Um, they usually mean well, but without to ferret, they're just not aware, not, no clue. So let's test your to ferret. Where's, where's your to ferret? I'm, I'm going to present a few scenarios and just think what is your impulsive response to these scenarios and with it we'll see perhaps if you have a keen sense of to ferret 
or a bit of a dull sense of tiferet that, that needs to be lifted. What we'll also see is your tiferet misplaced. Are you too tiferet and not enough yourself? Are, are you too compassionate and don't know when to just lay down the, the, the law? Uh, let's test a few scenarios and tell me, in your mind at least, what your response is. You told your kids not to dirty the newly painted wall. As your house is open for inspection tonight, you want to sell this house. It's newly painted. Inspections on tonight. Your two-year-old scribbles all over the wall with permanent marker. What's your reaction? Now, if we'd be honest, I don't care if you're a chesed person or a gvura person, there's something quite frustrating here. It's a newly painted wall. You know, walls get scuff marks and dirty and there's a certain level of mess and dirt where it doesn't matter if there's a bit more. But a newly painted wall that is like spotless, a little mark on it is frustrating, is annoying. A lot of marks on it, a bunch of scribble on it is really frustrating. It was just painted. If it had been painted six months ago, okay, but it was just painted. So it is excusable and understandable for you to feel frustrated that a newly painted wall has just been scribbled upon by your two-year-old. They could have chosen to do it with a pencil, a crayon, a water-based pen that is easy to clean off, but somehow it doesn't usually happen that way. It's the permanent marker that they find that they choose to scribble on the just painted wall. And the timing is amazing because tonight there's open house. Tonight there's an inspection. People are coming to look at the house. And, you know, the lived-in look might, might be nice, but you want the look of a new house. And with these inspections, I don't know why people are fooled by it, but people are fooled by a nice new looking house, a coat of paint, anyone can paint, it's no big deal. Why people bring in this fancy designer furniture and, and set it up and put the magazine on the coffee table as, as if like it's, it's set up, but it's not a real, real life, you know, it's just a pretend setup. Why people are fooled by that, I don't know, but that's the way psychology works that a person looks into a clean, new, fresh house with beautiful furniture, nice, nicely uh, designed, and it appeals to them. They're more likely to buy. That's why people spend money doing these things. And so a scribbled wall may not help in this inspection. So however chesed or you might be, it's excusable for you to be frustrated at this. But let me ask, what do you do? What, what's your reaction now? Now, there are many uh, different aspects to your reaction and many different factors that, that will, will inform what type of response you give here. But Tiferet would say, hang on a minute. I, I may be frustrated at this I may be angry, but can I aim my anger and frustration at my two-year-old? Is it the two-year-old's fault? Is it something that they can be held responsible for? We're talking about a two-year-old. Scribbling on the wall is totally appropriate behavior for a two-year-old. I did it. You probably did it. And We've all done it. It's, it's a part of their expression. It's a part of their exploration. It's something that they see as a, as a natural thing to express themselves on the wall. The two-year-old was not aware that this newly painted wall is supposed to stay newly painted. In their mind, it's like this is a perfect canvas for my artwork. So in the two-year-old's world, they're doing the right thing. They're doing what's appropriate. They have no clue about this inspection tonight and what that means. And even if you've told them 
several times not to draw on the wall. Only on the paper you draw, not on the wall. You've told them many times. They could even recite it back. But at age two, their mind has not developed to the point where they understand right and wrong. They understand the consequences of what they've done and that they shouldn't be, be behaving this way. They don't get it. It doesn't mean we shouldn't tell them. We do tell them because we want to build it into their mind. So when they're older, they'll do the right thing. But for now, the kid is doing what a kid is supposed to do. So Tiferet will give us that perspective and say, I'm not happy about what just happened, but I can't really get angry at a two-year-old. I can tell them sternly that this is not what we do. No, that's wrong. But for me to actually take out my anger on them would be inappropriate. That's not relating to their world. If it was a 12-year-old, that's different. But it's a two-year-old. And I can't treat a two-year-old the same as I would a 12-year-old. The, the same responsibility I cannot, I cannot lay at the foot of a two-year-old as I would of a 12-year-old. And so only Teferet will do that, will, will allow me to have that perspective of their world, of who they are. Whereas without Tiferet, without that awareness, there's just my frustration now of seeing the scribble on the wall. And so if, we can, if we're able to, to catch ourselves from responding to the child by being aware of who they are and what, and what they're about, that was good Tiferet. That was, that was a good piece of Tiferet there. If, if we wouldn't differentiate between the behavior of a two-year-old and a 12-year-old, that's weak to ferret. That, that, that's, that's not being attuned to the circumstance. And so the anger that you take out on a two-year-old will not be constructive for you or for them. It, it won't teach them anything. It'll just get them upset because, well, what did I do already? Let, let's look at another example. The, you catch a, a coworker stealing from your company. You catch them red-handed, they're stealing from, from your company. As you're about to report them, you get a call from the perpetrator's mother, who is terminally ill, begging that you don't cut off her only means of support. This, this person you work with supports their mother who is terminally ill. You've caught them stealing. You're going to report that, and they're going to most likely lose their job, have to pay what they have embezzled, and that will be the end of them. And so this terminally ill mother calls you and says, please don't, don't, don't cut off my only means of support. What do you do? It's, it's, it's a moral dilemma. There's a clear case of dishonesty, thievery here. But the person is looking after their mother. What do you do? So here, our tiferet, our compassion, our empathy can't help but feel for this mother and feel how can we just cut her off? How can we do that? How can we, how can we leave her without a means of support? But, but is, that, is that right here? Is that compassion correct? Would it be correct to then turn a blind eye to what is essentially a criminal act, which is causing others to lose? Would it be right to do that for the sake of this terminally ill mother? Is it even true, the story? Or have you been taken in? Have, you, have your emotions been played upon? It's a tough one. To ferret, compassion can sometimes be misplaced. Sometimes you feel sorry for somebody, but, but they've done the wrong thing. And if that evil is not stopped, it will continue. And that will hurt others. 
being compassionate where you're supposed to be cruel is in the end being cruel where you should be compassionate. Being kind to somebody here could be actually causing others to lose. So what do you do? Well, the right thing to do when you see something immoral is to put a stop to it. Is that killing off this mother? Hmm, that's a bit of a stretch. The two are connected, but uh, so directly? I wouldn't say so. I think here, if we're too compassionate here, we feel too bad. So then we let him get away with a crime. So a strong ferret there could be a bit misplaced. If you want to let him get away with it because you feel bad for the mother, not necessarily you helping anybody. Well, here's another scenario. A friend has just received this news of a sudden tragic loss. You had arrangements to meet them for coffee tomorrow. So what do you do? An emergency has happened, a tragic loss that just happened now. You're supposed to meet them tomorrow for coffee. So what do you do? Again, what's your impulse? What do you naturally do? Some of us would say, well, obviously coffee is off. They're, they're dealing with, with, a, with a huge tragedy now. They're not going out for coffee tomorrow. So I'll leave it and uh, be in touch with them in a week or so when things have settled down. That would be one response. Another response would be, I've, I've got to reach out. I've got, I've got to call them. I've got to be there for them. Oh, I want, I want to show my support. So I'll reach out. They, they might not respond, but at least I'll reach out. It depends on how, how, how in tune are you to the other. For, for some, it's just my arrangements have changed now. My, 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 my life has been impacted. That's a real lack of tiferet. With a bit of tiferet, it's somebody is going through pain. It's not about my arrangements. What can I do for them? How can I be there for them? We, we don't all like to be in that situation where you reach out to somebody who's going through something so extreme. Many of us feel uncomfortable about that. It's hard to be in, in touch with somebody when they've gone through, through something as shocking as this. But is it about me and how I feel? I feel uncomfortable. Or is it about them and how I can support them? And how do I support them? Some people, the other extreme, they jump into these circumstances. They push themselves into these circumstances to, to be helpful when maybe they're not wanted right now. Maybe just now, when this tragedy has just happened, maybe you're not wanted now. A Tiferet person will say, what does that person need from me? I don't really know. So I'll offer and then stand back. I'll reach out. And then if they respond good, if they don't, they don't, that's fine too. And I'll try again a bit later. It's about what they need, not about how I feel. Whether I feel recoiling from such a circumstance or I feel like I've got to be there. It's not about me. It's about them. I don't need to be the hero or, or, or alleviate my guilt of not being there. It's not about me. It's about them. Do they need me or not? If they don't need me, I don't need to be around. If they need me, I'm, I'm there. Let them know that. Let them know that, I, that I'm there, there to support them. And they can choose how much or how little they want. So Tiferet will, will have that sense that it's, it's about the other. It's not about you. It's not about how you feel. So if we, we could sum it up, Chesed and Gevura are the two sides, the two extremes. Chesed, I give of myself outward. I'm generous and giving, whether you like it or not. It's, it doesn't really take into account. Chesed doesn't take into account the recipient. It's about me giving, being outward, sharing, being kind. Gevura on the other extreme is holding myself inward, 
giving space, holding back, disciplining. It's again, not so much taking into account the recipient. It's, this is how I am. I'm a Gevura type. I'm a Chesed outward type or I'm a Gevura inward type. I'm the type that wants to be there. I'm the type that gives a lot of space. I'm generous and spontaneous or I'm disciplined and organized. This, this is all me. This is how I am. Chesed or Gevura is about how you are. Tiferet, it's not about me. I behave as needed and appropriate for the circumstance. What, what's needed now? If I need to be more outward, I'll be there, even though it's not my nature. If I need to hold back and stay out of the way, I'll do that, even though that's not my nature. I'm, I'm in tune to what, what the needs are. That's what I meant earlier when we saw the Kabbalists say that Tiferet is the middle ground between Chesed and Gura. It combines Chesed and Gura, but we also saw that Tiferet transcends Chesed and Gura. It comes from a higher place because me and my nature, that's my limitation. But when I can go beyond that limitation and I can behave for you and what you need, that's, that's even higher. That, that's infinite. That's the power of Tiferet, that I don't have to be stuck in my natural impulses. I'll do it for you. I'll do, do what you need. I'll be, I'll be aware and in tune of the needs of others. That's my power of Tiferet. So here's an exercise to work on. Observe your Tiferet nature in your daily interactions. How, how in tune are you with those around you? How is your kindness being received? Your generosity, your, 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 your gifts, what you share, what you speak about and say. What's the reaction? How aware are you of that? Or your Gavura nature, you're holding back. Is that what people need? Is that well-timed? When, when, you're, when you're retreating or when you're disciplining or when you're, when you're being strict, is that what the person needs? Is that, is, that, is that the right time and place? How tactful are you with your chesed or your gvur, with, with what you share and what you don't share? Is it based on just you and your nature or are you aware of the needs at the, at the time? Observe that in yourself a little bit. See, if, see how much your, the, 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 the feedback that you're getting, is it going the right direction? Are you placing your chesed and your gvura correctly? Are you, in, are you in tune with people's needs? And then also, do you know when to switch off your empathy? Do you know when to not be so compassionate? Sometimes you just got to lay down the law. Sometimes just what's right is right. And you can't feel bad for somebody who's done wrong and needs to fix what they've done wrong. If you're always feeling too compassionate, too empathetic, too involved, are you shifting yourself are you being pulled from one direction to another? Are you different with this crowd and that crowd? And who's you? Who's the you? Sometimes you do have to switch off your tiferet and not just respond to, to the surroundings, but be who you are. are. Are you being pulled too much? Are you too tiferet? See if you can be aware of that around you. And then whichever way you tend, very strong Tiferet, a weak Tiferet. Try slowing your reactions and consider whether you should behave contrary to your impulses. Should I not be responding in my natural way? But is there a different way I should respond now? If I'm very chesed, do I need to have the Tiferet to employ more Gvura? If I'm always Gvura, do I need to bring in the Tiferet to have more chesed? And if I have a lot of Tiferet, who am I? Do I know who I am? What, what are my impulses? What is my nature? What, what is my personality? A am I too much adjusting for everybody else? And do I, do I need to find my own voice? Do that exercise and see where your Tiferet is because we each have a gift of Chesed and Gvura. We each also have a Tiferet that can be ramped up 
it can be exercised, it can, can be lifted and, and brought more to the fore. And also needs to be directed correctly, like all of our attributes. Okay. If anyone has questions, I'm very happy to answer them either in the chat or if you'd like to unmute, you're welcome to do that as well. Somebody did send me a private message that, sorry, my kids are going wild. Will this be available to watch later? I'm loving the series. Thank you to that person. That was a private message. Um, so the kids are going wild means that you need to employ some gavura possibly. Um, and hopefully they didn't hear that bit about staying up for three minutes extra. Yes, Micah. Let's say you have a group of kids and you're playing a sports game with them and some of the kids aren't as good as some of the other kids and so you're trying to to get the ball to everyone so that everyone gets a chance and so you're trying to make the the kids who aren't as good feel better but on the other hand the kids who are better then they get upset at you because then they start to lose when you pass to the kids who aren't as good so in that situation you're kind of in a, in a no-win situation because someone's for sure going to be mad at you in, in either way. So what can you do to explain that to a kid? Great, great question. So I, I think a Tiferet person will have this struggle all the time because you're aware. You're aware that these kids are just playing ball and they, they're doing well. These kids are a bit weaker. They need a bit of help and a bit more attention. But if you... If you make it for them, they, they lose. If you concentrate on them, that they lose. And, and so a deferred person will feel this way also in a classroom setting or in any group setting where you're aware of this and you're aware of that and you can't win. So I think this is also where we sometimes have to hold back our deferred a little bit and say that a part of life is that things don't always go according to the way you would like them to be. They don't always work out perfect for you. If you are always trying to make everyone happy, so you are doomed to failure. It's impossible. You can't make everyone happy. You can't be there for everyone. You can't stretch yourself so thin. You, you, you can't cater for, for all opposite types and everything. It's, it's not possible. And so your, your Tiferet wants to do that, but it is doomed to failure. And so you have to accept, and I guess this is a part of, educating those kids as well is that sometimes you'll get attention sometimes you won't sometimes things will go the way that are good for you and sometimes it won't and that's also okay that's 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 a part of life the, the world is not going to serve itself to you on a platter in a way that's beautiful and comfortable for you and how how much of a growth experience is it for the kids that are doing well, in your example, that they're the, the playing well, for them to appreciate, there are some kids who are lagging a little bit behind. Let's let's give, let's lift them. Can you, if you're the coach, can you team up with me to help those kids to, to lift them up? And the kids who are lagging behind, can they also appreciate that you know those other kids are flying ahead? Cheer them on encourage that look look up to that look up to them and everyone has to accept not all of us can be good at everything and to keep to give the encouragement the recognition and and uh, to realize that we can't win them all uh so i think i think that's that's how a, a, a tiferet coach has to realize that i can't be everything for everyone Thank you. Sure. Um, question here, could you speak more on Tiferet being dangerous? So I think the, the dangers of Tiferet are where we're, we lose our core. We, we become completely identified with how we're perceived with, with how, how others see us. You know, one of the, um, one of the signs of mental illness is, a, is a, an inability to differentiate 
between my inner reality and the external reality. So I, I take in all of the input from the outside as, as being me. And I, and I lose me. That would be, I think, an extreme example of a, a, a dangerous teferet where I'm just dragged by whatever's going on outside of me. And, and remember, what's going on outside of me, it's still my perception of what's going on outside of me. And that perception is limited. I don't really know. So I guess an extreme example of this would be where somebody picks up on other people's uh, thoughts. Like I, I know what they're thinking based on you know, the, the, the facial expression or a sense that you get. So you feel like you know what everyone's thinking and that starts to affect you because you're, why they're thinking that? And why do they think that of me? And why are they looking at me that way? And so you become so aware of your surroundings, so hypersensitive to the surroundings. And it's, it's actually your perception or misperception of, of what's going on and a lot of assumptions and a lot of guessing. And you, you'll lose your mind. You, you, can't, you, can't, you can't live that way. That, that would be a danger of Tiferet where you're just, you're blown open. Like you're, everything takes you in every direction and every person that, that you're with takes you in a different direction. Uh, that, that's where Tiferet has become unhinged uh, as opposed to saying that I'm me. I've got what's going on inside of me. I don't know what's going on inside of anyone else unless they tell me, unless they share it. And when they do share it, I've got to listen. And if they're not sharing, I've got to ask. I've got to be interested. I've got to show interest in, in, in what's going on in other people's lives. How, how does this affect you? How do you feel about it? I have to take on the, the, their feedback, but not assume it, not, assume, not, not make, make guesses and assumptions of, of what they should be or what I think they're feeling. And, and so to ferret is like that bridge between me and others. But I can't just go on a bridge. I, I have to stay within me as well. I have to have a, a, a core, an anchor that, that, that this is me. This is what I'm hearing from you. Am I correct? Is, 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 is this right? Um, so, yeah, I, I guess, I guess to ferret, the danger to ferret is you, you, could, you could lose self. And that's not fun to be with someone where there's no self. Okay, we're going to leave it there for this week. And please, God, next week, we will uh, continue with the next couple of attributes. And I just want to remind everyone that tomorrow night is Lagba Omer, which is the festival of Kabbalah, the founding of Kabbalah, the, the day of the passing of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, who was known as the father of Kabbalah, the author of the Zohar. And so wherever you are, make sure to uh, celebrate and connect to this very, very holy day. If you happen to be in Sydney, Come and join us. We'll be, we'll be, we'll be celebrating um, right here. Thank you, and have a great night.